Welcome to the Shari Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are, in your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Shari Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. I know Rabbi Simon would do this where he's speaking in this place, but thank you so much to our Kolein Choir for the beautiful trip through Jewish music, through modern history that you've presented tonight. As always, it was beautiful. And I have to offer my own prayer book through history story for just a moment. My father was literally my best friend. And he was always my best supporter. And I was the rabbi in Jackson, Mississippi. And from the time that the Gates of Prayer prayer book came out, I really wanted the congregation there to adopt it. It was still using the, this prayer book from the 1940s. And I didn't want to push the congregation too hard, but I felt it was time to move on, mostly because our young people would go to various kalot, and they would go to other Reformed congregations, and they were using the new prayer book. And so I very carefully went to all the members of the board individually to politic them. I spoke with each one of them, explained the importance, And after many, many weeks, finally got the board to agree to go ahead and let us get the new prayer book. On that very evening that the board was to vote, my father came into town to visit. And I invited him to come to the board meeting because I thought he would very much enjoy it. And he was a member of Temple Emanuel in Dallas, where they too were still using the Union Prayer Book. After all the members of the board spoke in favor of the new prayer book, just as we're getting ready to vote, my father stands up and says, wait a minute, I think you're making a big mistake. He says, do you realize how heavy this prayer book is? He said, this would give me a hernia. And he said, and the words, the words just don't speak to me. This would be a big mistake. Guess what? They decided not to change it. I never invited my father to another board meeting in any congregation. Had to share that with you.
Many thanks to Rabbi Simon for inviting me to speak tonight. I don't take it for granted that that graciousness is going to always be there. But Rabbi Simon is not only a great friend, but a special rabbi and gentleman and sensitive man. And I so appreciate his reaching out and letting me speak at this awesome occasion. I spoke right from this pulpit, or the one that was over there, <laughs> at our 100th anniversary. And at that time, we were dressed in the garb and the dress of the late 1800s. And as I think back at that moment, I think of all the people who surrounded me, who have been, were still alive. And I have to mention that for a moment, I wish those people could be here today as well. It would mean so much to them. They had given so much of their time and energy to building this congregation, especially the past presidents. And I know that in some way, they are looking on and I hope we will remember them and perhaps go into the hall after the, after the service is over and look at their pictures because while they are no longer with us physically, they're certainly with us in spirit. About 20 years ago, Congregation Shari Tzedek reached an impasse over a matter that seemed almost trivial at the time. But the way we resolved it tells us everything we need to know about how we view our 125 long year history and what makes Shari Tzedek, what makes you exceptional. That impasse focused on the Ten Commandment tablets Moses holds in his hands on the stained glass mosaic on the Swan Avenue side of the sanctuary. If you will look at that for just a moment, you will notice an anomaly. A few newcomers came to me and pointed out to me about 20 years ago that the numbers on the Ten Commandments were not historically correct. They are Roman numerals. Why would Moses of the Jewish people come down from Mount Sinai with Roman numerals? They should have been written in Hebrew letters, they said. And so I took the matter to the board explained that our classical reform predecessors were a bit Hebrew-phobic and that they also wanted to display those commandments in a way that their non-Jewish neighbors could understand. However, since times had changed, it made sense to me, and I think it should to the congregation, that the numbers should be changed to the corresponding Hebrew letter. That move, by the way, that's exactly what we did. We removed the tablets, and we made new tablets with Hebrew letters, Olive, Bait, Gimbal. That move evoked immediate anger from our old-timers, many of whom had grown up 
in the congregation only a few years after its founding. Like God and Moses' anger at the sight of the Israelites worshiping a golden calf at the foot of the mountain, our patriarchs and matriarchs felt their sacred congregational history had been sacrificed to the golden calf of change. Our history, they said, was our history. It preserved our DNA, our congregational personality, and best of all, that which we have valued the most, the unwavering determination to resolve our differences not unilaterally, but in a loving spirit, come in, a, in a cumulative way in order to put the greater good of the congregation ahead of anything else. The symbol of the tablets, they added, represented the timelessness of Sharitzetic's history. They were like a blank slate upon which each generation could imagine its religious and cultural values being written even with the Roman numerals still there. The Roman numerals were like a baseline, expressing an underlying congregational mindset that did not change, a mindset of kindness and understanding between the clergy and the lay people, even though the times did. Our founders did not have this window in their temple, but if they had, Here's what they would have envisioned. They would have envisioned the tablets as reflecting the tenets of an anti-Orthodox and anti-Zionist classical reform Judaism. And no, I did not remove my yarmulke to make that statement. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. <laughs> this generation of our founders, which experienced the Spanish-American War, World War I, the British mandate over Palestine, and a bevy of short-term rabbis here was used to this brand of Judaism and generally supported it. But not everyone did. Some congregants questioned the anti-Zionist stance, and others questioned the great hatred for Orthodox traditions. And yet, and this is what's important, they all agreed to get along for the sake of the congregation's survival. Rabbi David Zalanka of Blessed Memory launched a new era when he came to Shari Tzedek. This era, his era, which lasted for over 40 years and weathered the Great Depression, World War II, the Holocaust, the Korean War, and the Six-Day War also saw Reform Judaism eschew Orthodox practices and reject Israel as a homeland. But Rabbi Zalanka, who built bridges of understanding with the non-Jewish community here, was already wise enough to realize that the script on the tablets was changing. In response, he consciously set a tone for collaboration and partnership with his lay leaders by softening his stance on Israel and allowing some bar and bat mitzvahs, which were still anathema to classical reform practice. 
In doing so, he set a precedent for cooperation between the rabbi, the lay leaders, and the congregants that defines who Shari Tzedek is to this day. This earned him the respect and love of the congregation. Rabbi Frank Sundheim of Blessed Memory brought with him a different vision. He had an in internal love for Israel and an appreciation for more traditional observances, including bar and bat mitzvahs, a desire to include more Hebrew in the service, and a beautiful cantorial voice. He also introduced a more active social justice agenda, especially during the difficult civil rights struggle and the Vietnam War controversy. Many in the congregation were inspired by his courageous activism. Many told me, especially the young people, how important that inspiration was to them. But others of the older generation were put off. All these were major changes from our congregation, which have, could have occasioned totally new letters being written on the tablet. Nevertheless, everyone, including Rabbi Sundheim, to his credit, chose to follow the example of partnership that Rabbi Zalanka had fostered, and once again, he placed the welfare of the congregation above any particular philosophy. Rabbi Sundheim, like Rabbi Zalanka, earned the respect of the congregation for his willingness as well to work with its leaders. When I arrived for my interview in 1986, I was asked why I wanted to come to Shari Tzedek. I answered, because it's a sleeping giant with great potential. And then I added, and also, because it's a happy congregation. Any congregation, I said, that had two senior rabbis, only two, in almost 60 years, has to be a synagogue where mutual respect abounds and people choose, choose to get along. That's where I want to be, I said, because all of the rest, the challenges, the changes, the debates, all of those are only commentary. No rabbi is perfect, and no synagogue is perfect. But if both understand that understanding is more important than perfection, in either of the two, the joy of Judaism will burst forth. And that's exactly what has happened in Congregation Shari Jenny. This has been the essence of who we are and who we still are, 125 years in the making and continues, I believe, to be our source of unparalleled success. Jews are attracted to a happy home where respect for everyone is paramount. I wished I had remembered that when I agreed to consider changing the number letters on the tablets. Fortunately, those who were the repository of our congregation's history our old-timers remembered this lesson 
and ask us newbies to reconsider. We newcomers, in the spirit of Sharit Siddiq, did exactly that. Just like God and Moses at Mount Sinai set aside their anger after, after um, much time and found a way to work things out with the Israelites, we, the newcomers, in concert with the old-timers, we decided to put the Roman numerals back on the tablets where they are today because we finally realized that our history here is too sacred to trample. And I, along with Rabbi Simon, have been the lucky recipients of this legacy of love and understanding. We both feel appreciated and respected, not only for who we are as individuals, but also and especially for the position of rabbi we represent that you have always honored. This gift is not a given in every synagogue, but I remember this gift every time I look over at the stained glass windows and the Ten Commandments on that side of the sanctuary. Our tastes, our religious practices, our social justice stances, our views about Israel and a million of other considerations may change over the years. But as long as the numbers on the tablet remain the way as they are now, as long as we remain true to our precious past, we'll find a way, hand in hand, to navigate the future with joy in our hearts and God's blessing in our souls. We at Shari Tzedek have much to be proud of. Let us embrace this precious legacy by keeping it alive for the generations to come. Amen.